Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Booze, Booms and Busts, the first episode of 2022, Anno Domini 2022. Uh, we're starting out in, you know, in January. Uh, we've been uh, we've been partying hard all the way through New Year's until now, say Sam. And uh, yeah, ready to get started with another another season of Booze, Booms and Busts. So, Sam, how are you getting on? Tell me, how was your festive season overall? How was uh, uh, having a bit of a chuckle where you talk about partying hard as, as a <laughs> father of two very young children? Your optimism that I've partied hard at all over the last week is is I appreciate it. I mean, it was it was the irony, really. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Um, it's been it's been good though. Anyway, it's it's been a it's been a fun start uh, to the to the new year. Here we are on the seventh of January, a full week in already, and 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 what an what a wild wild week from Serbians Serbian nationals being trapped in uh, in Melbourne uh, because of vaccination status uh, through to um, the the world's greatest technology fund. Um, possibly being changing its name from Ark to Titanic. I mean, what what more could you want from the first seven days of the new year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I've been I've been staying away from a lot of the news. Um, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just the the more I look at the news, the less uh, the less enthused I am with. Uh, well, I guess with with print media, I mean, I'm just not. I don't think they're doing themselves a, a great favor these days with uh, everything about the Wu flu and all the uh, pandemic restrictions. It just doesn't seem like they're doing themselves a favor. They, they were, their business model was already very much threatened, and uh, they seem to be doubling down on it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're they're actually making hay out of it all. Maybe maybe um, Trump's uh, the Trump Media and Technology Group. Uh, maybe they they will be the great savior of our news feed, uh, our, our, our the, connection, our tap into the the comings and goings of the world. Maybe the, this maybe is it back. Yeah. So, well, I can't remember what the SPAC's name is, but Trump's the the company that it's going to end up as is the Trump Media and Technology Group (TMTG). Um, TMTG. And yeah, you know, I think they I think they're going to get. He's basically going to do. Um, a social media platform for QAnon. I mean, really, I mean, that's that's really what it's about, isn't it? Well, I I, I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> I thought you I thought you were the leader of QAnon. Aren't you Q? I thought you were Q. Yeah, it's me. It was, it's me. I I was the one who who had the trip code, uh, and I was um, you know getting the word out secretly <laughs> using anonymous message boards. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like I said to you. You know, you know, you're like the, the, everything could be tied together. I mean, that's that's effectively the angle that I think most of the conspiracies take. Like the other day, there were, I think um, over the New Year's, I think um, parts of London were boarded up. Um, like some of the some of the more prominent statues and stuff around London were boarded up, and um, you know, as you would do if if you were kind of running London, you'd you'd board up some of that stuff around the New Year's Eve celebrations just in case. Um, some people tried to get a little bit sexy with some of those um, statues and tear them down or whatever. Um, so you would, you'd board it up. But then weirdly on the same day, um, there were no cinema listings beyond the 6th of January. Now, I'm not making this up. I genuinely am not, am not making this up. So boards were going up around central London 
and there were no cinema listings beyond the 6th of January. Now, according to some conspiracy theorists, these two events are linked, were linked. Um, there was, I've even saw, saw some that, that said that after the 6th of January, there would be some sort of Trump documentary. It would be the only thing that would be showing on cinemas globally. Um, well, it turned out to be completely wrong because there were cinema listings like on the 2nd and all those boards have come down in central London. So, I mean, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of connect a whole bunch of shit together. So, you know, maybe those, you know, the two pampered guys, I can't remember what the names were, Igor and whatever, the dudes with all the fucked up plastic surgery faces that were the great pampered. Oh yeah, the Bogdanovs. The Bogdanovs. Maybe they were Satoshi and maybe they were Q. And maybe Satoshi is Q. And maybe it's all just one big conspiracy. I mean, it makes perfect sense if there are no cinema listings, right? I mean, sure. I'm sticking to my guns that Osama bin Laden was Satoshi. I'm afraid. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not broadening my my spectrum for anyone else. Do you know, I'm like, with Osama. Well, if, if let's say you could go back through history, and we, we kind of had this discussion, almost had this discussion the other day with what I sent you a message, and you can, you, you know, we may we, we may talk about this today. You called it the the greatest message you've had this year, which granted is only seven <laughs> no. days, only seven days into January, so. Um, you know, it's not much to go on. But um, if you could go back through history and choose one person to be Satoshi, like who who would it be? I mean, like if who would I, it be? Ed so, alive. Who who would make a great Satoshi? Do you think? So what are we? What is the purpose of our choice? So are we simply trying to make somebody that nobody would want to be Satoshi just to have? The, you know, the greatest, to create the greatest discord. <laughs> the greatest or, rug pull of all time. Or are we going for uh, somebody who is simply the most unlikely and therefore will never be discovered? I would, I'm going to say the most unlikely, but, but suitable, perhaps. Mm. Which makes, I think, makes the task a little bit harder. Maybe it's something we'll ponder on for this episode and come back to at the end. Mm. Um, but 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 I I wonder I wonder if it, going back through time like I mean you could go back to to any period of time like would Genghis Khan have perhaps been a wonderful you know Satoshi I don't I don't think so I I don't think he I could mean have, like have. if every other cryptocurrency would effectively be related to Bitcoin so I mean isn't that's pretty much how the world works are we all isn't it like two degrees of separation we all have to Genghis Khan or something like that Yeah well I think it's <laughs> I'd hope it's more than two, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who would be? Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin Bacon, maybe. Actually, Kevin Bacon would. That would be. <laughs> I think the, with the Satoshi, it's a good question, right? Who would be if you could pick fit. somebody? As yeah. long as they had, they fulfilled certain certain properties. Uh, as long as they had certain requirements, would you pick? Who would you pick as your most unlikely Satoshi? I mean, something maybe like Ted Kaczynski. Oh, I feel like he's the guy who definitely could have been Satoshi uh, if he had access to a computer, which of course he doesn't. I mean, I think he's still alive, right? Uh, the alive? I, I don't he... know. Could be. That would be that would that would turn the world on its head. Um, Do you know what? Well, I mean, I mean yeah, he's seventy nine. Yeah, he's still if alive. Satoshi is alive and it's just in jail for life. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. And and just can't just literally can't access anything. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I've just come. On. I'm I'm quite I'm quite proud of that. I yeah. I think 
I think Ted Kaczynski would actually be. I don't know though. That's the thing. So his whole Ted Kaczynski's whole thing was anti-technology, rather than yeah. But that would be perfect, right? Well, maybe not. I, yeah, it, it depends. I mean, is he do? Why is he doing this? <laughs> so I think simply to I think, destroy society. <laughs> I think I think Bernie Madoff would have might have been might have been great. Yeah, yeah, clever fellow. Because, fella, because but... I mean, to this day, ten years down the track, or more than that, what are we now? A fucking uh, 11, 13 years down the track, um, still get people going, trying, trying to genuinely argue that Bitcoin's just a Ponzi scheme, and it would be fitting, I think, if 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 it emerged that Madoff was indeed the creator, and and his intention was to basically create a Ponzi to to cover his Ponzi. Did he not die the same week that Bitcoin peaked, or it was one of the peaks last year? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, some people were saying this was, you know, uh, spiritual resonance. <laughs> uh, hold on, when did Bernie Madoff die? Let's find out. Did he kill himself or did he just die? No, he just died in jail. Yeah. Uh, died in prison and 14th of April 2021, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. Yep. Yeah. Wow, that would be that would be mind-blowing. It'd be interesting to hear any of our listeners, if you want to make a comment as to who would make a great Satoshi. Mm. Um, I'm sticking with Osama. I still think Osama bin Laden, given the fact that he was shot, what, two weeks after uh, Satoshi's last transmission, um, and the fact he was open to Austrian economics, he really liked gold. Um, it kind of suited his business model too, right? Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, and, you know, it kind of supports the idea that uh, Satoshi is dead. Uh huh, indeed. And, although, and is also, you know, disrupting. Although, there's there's that argument that is is Osama dead? Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we could get, I, think, we... I think Osama's really just just um, basically he, he's he's the guy that puts all the cinema listings on online. Is he is he chilling with Elvis somewhere? Is that is that is that what, what's happened to him? How old would Elvis be now? Would he have died of natural causes anyway by this stage? Well, I mean, loads of people still think he's alive, right? Um, yeah, well, they think Michael Jackson's alive too. Well, yeah, maybe Osama, Elvis, and Michael Jackson are all somewhere. So 1935, yeah, I mean, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be getting he'd on, get like, on. but it's still possible he'd, he'd be out there. Given the amount of uh, drugs he would have consumed, uh, I mean, it would have been impressive if he'd made it this far. But, you know, uh, Keith Richards still at it, so uh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I found out Ringo Starr was like 81 the other day. Mm-hmm. That's that, that surprised me. I was quite shocked by that. It's always funny when you you see you see somebody like they're famous and you're like, oh, I wonder how old they are, and then you find out online, it's like, holy shit, they're a lot older than I expected. What you you're surprised that Ringo Starr was 81? Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, Beatles were a long time ago, man. I know, I know, but Paul McCartney still seems like in his 70s, and he is still in his 70s. I don't know, it just it just seemed like hmm. uh, Ringo was. Time gets on, man. Time gets on. Claims us all. It's, it does. Some people argue that Bitcoin is time. Yeah, yeah. Some people do. Yeah, the, and that's why some people say when you know they when their kids are born and they'll record the the block height rather than the date because they <laughs> block is the real is the real way of measuring time, which is you know it's a novel it's a novel idea. Um, I would like to get a block clock at some time at some point. Yeah, you know, one of those. Yeah, they sell out pretty quick, those things. Um, 
Yeah, they're very cool block locks, uh, which shows you the, the block height. And of course, I think you can plug one of them open dimes in uh, to show you, and it'll show you the balance. Yeah, speaking of which, Sam, did you not say you were buying lots of open dimes to give to, to people mm. at Christmas? Yeah, yeah, I've got, I've, I've got a bunch. I've actually, um, I've actually lost two of them. Well, I don't think I've lost. I've, 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 I've operational security. That's I've actually misplaced. I've misplaced two of them somewhere in my house. Officer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they fell. Uh, they fell off a, a boat. I was on a boat and they fell off the side. Um, yeah, fishing accident. Yeah, I yeah. lost the keys. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I genuinely. I, there's, there's not much on it. It's like, but um, you know, if I ever move. Um, that'll be the day, that'll be the day when I find them. But yeah, there's two 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 missing somewhere. <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, I think we probably should, um, as we are debating who Satoshi is, uh, and you do get many. Uh, you know, it is quite prominent. I don't know how much money these t-shirts have made, but you, have, you do see several t-shirts, uh, people wearing t-shirts at uh, Bitcoin conferences saying, you know, Satoshi is a woman. So. Uh, you know, what are our candidates for a who who, who the female Satoshi might be? Sam, come on. Um, I'm going to uh, say, ah, I've got one. Elizabeth uh, Holmes. Uh, yeah, damn it. No, <laughs> you beat me to it. Elizabeth Holmes is Satoshi. That's it. Hey, well, she's probably going to spend a long time in jail. So, yeah, probably not going to get any more uh, transmissions from her. Uh, nice. What's that great quote of hers? Uh, if you have a backup plan, that means you're 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 preparing to fail. And it just sums up so much about uh, uh, what she did at Theranos. <laughs> yeah, well, when you she couldn't have exactly come out and said my backup plan is going to jail, so um, it's probably better to not have a backup plan at that stage. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what do you make of that? Let's uh, let's get let's dive into that bit. So Elizabeth Holmes, the founder of Theranos, for all yeah. of our listeners, uh, as uh, you may well have been familiar with, the drama has been going on for quite some time. But Theranos was this biotech company which said that they could do a huge number of blood tests using only one drop of blood from the um, from uh, from the donor or from the the patient being tested. Uh, and you know Elizabeth Holmes herself managed to persuade some very very important people. I believe Henry Kissinger and Bill Clinton uh, were on the board, amongst several other uh, intelligentsia, American intelligentsia. And uh, anyway, the whole thing was an enormous fraud. Uh, they couldn't do any of the tests that they were they said they could. And uh, now she's going to jail for fraud. So mm. yeah, uh, but now yeah, but that's as of this week, right? That she's going going to jail. Yeah, they, they, they were listed as well, weren't they, Theranos? Yeah, yeah, they were indeed. Uh, so it was a big victory for the short sellers back then. Though that We are going a few years back when it was publicly listed. Did, did Hindenburg um, do a report on them? Quite, yeah, quite possibly. Or someone um, like Hindenburg. Yeah, one of the big short sellers. Citron maybe or someone like that. Or uh, Muddy Waters. Yeah, um, I vaguely remember that being. And, and, that, and I think that might have been the catalyst. There was a I think that was a big report. I know that. I think that was the catalyst for further investigation. Mm, yeah. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what. It, if you were, um, is it Trevor Milton, the the Nicola guy? Yes. Nicola guy. I'd be fucking worried if I was him. <laughs> big time. Yeah, here's the quote. Quote: I think that the minute you have a backup plan, you've admitted that you're not going to succeed. That's an interesting. It's a, it's a it's a good you know it's a good icebreaker. I mean that's a conversation starter right there. <laughs> The minute you have a backup plan, you've admitted that you're not going to succeed. 
Hmm. Do you know what I like to do in situations like this where someone like her has been proven to be a fraud is to go back and Twitter's great for this because people bring this shit up all the time. You go back and you look at some of the interviews they've given and the answers when they're asked questions about things. And it astonishes me how somebody like that can just bold-faced lie to everyone. Like how good must she have been at poker? to just just flat out lie there's an interview there's a great interview that's popped up that she did with jim kramer where he basically calls her like the steve jobs of fucking whatever industry is in she's he's blowing smoke up her ass so hard she's like it's like she's a bong and he's having a massive toke um it's it's insane um and and he just looks like the biggest fucking idiot which to be fair, I think he probably is anyway. Never met the guy, but I'm sure um, I'm sure he's a dick. Uh, but anyway, just astonishing, just astonishing stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, how do you this? And this is the tricky thing, right? When it comes to companies that are publicly listed, they're expected to abide by a whole bunch of rules and regulations, and um, you know, they're they're covered by X number of fucking regulatory bodies, and the stuff that they publish, you know, investors rely on in good faith that it's accurate, correct, and it meets all those rules and obligations. But if the walls just pulled over your eyes so blindly like that, it's it's almost impossible really to spot a fraud um, like that in the marketplace. You know, if they, if they, it's, and it, it, it's, it's tough because investors then get just reamed and, and rear-ended. And I'm sure there are more, there are always, you know, these, there are always companies like this that are on the market um that are just frauds um but it's tough it's tough to you know to to really understand how some of these are fraudulent and some of them are not and that have a lot of potential and promise so you can see why a lot of people kind of fell for it um it's not it's not a stock i ever covered uh in great depth so um Mm. thankfully but i could see how it could have been one that might have been you know like oh actually you know what this is actually really cool really interesting i know it did come across my radar a few times but i just never went full deep into it um but yeah you can see how you know these companies and people like her and trevor milton and others just really pull the wool over everyone's eyes yeah it's interesting one sam you said that the i I forget the name of the guy you 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 mentioned but he was describing her as the steve jobs of biotech right kramer yeah all right kramer yeah um yeah the mad money chap yeah Um, uh, yeah, yeah. The chap saying that he was completely fine with vaccine mandates and now says, and then a month later says, yeah, actually, I don't care about vaccines anymore. Yeah, it uh, re-emphasizes yeah, my, my dick comment before about him. <laughs> yeah, Kramer, yeah, a character. But anyway, moving on slightly. Yeah, it was, she was trying to be perceived as Steve Jobs. So Elizabeth Holmes saw Jobs as like her, her, yeah. um, her idol and deliberately modeled her life after his with this thing of like only having two things in your wardrobe and just having like loads and loads of black turtlenecks yeah. and like Levi's jeans. And that was it. <laughs> I was inspired by him or whatever. Um, but you know, when you're saying Sam, you know, what must it feel like to just, to just lie to the public and just bare face lie to the public and get away with it. Well, you know, you should probably ask Elon Musk. <laughs> 
who interestingly is having yeah. a great time now because they've managed to make so many deliveries. But given the amount of bullshit he has yeah. said in the past uh, regarding what Tesla can do, will do, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, you know, you, you were saying Trevor Milton should be feeling, you know, quivering in his boots. Well, maybe should Elon Musk? Maybe, maybe, or uh, or maybe not. I suppose at what point? What point does um, showmanship and marketing? Uh, become just fraudulent lies. Oh, well, um, I guess I imagine that's what Elizabeth Holmes' defense uh, team had to talk about for uh, you know quite a long time. I imagine <laughs> they built a lot of their defense on the idea that it was showmanship and marketing that they hadn't, in fact. You know, it'd be. Do you know what would be interesting? <laughs> would be reading, as boring as it might be, would be reading the court transcripts from that entire trial. Hmm. Yeah. Seeing how they defended yeah. her. Yeah, you know, speaking of trial transcripts, there was this thing on Twitter, uh, you know, during the Gillen Maxwell trial, um, you know how they can't bring, you know, the the cameras in? Yeah. So they've got to, they get the artist to draw the... the yeah, room. that's right. And, yeah. And did you see that thing where Gillen Maxwell had actually started drawing the artist yeah. during him drawing her? So yeah. it's a and portrait this, of a woman yeah. staring at you drawing a portrait of you drawing a portrait of them yeah which is um that's some meta game meta. Going that's, that's really meta when you're talking about poker playing i mean mm. that's, uh, i imagine she's probably pretty good at a poker well you know interestingly it seems like she um she's not going to name names either because there no well, doubt there'd be a, a lot of um sweaty and non-sweaty betties out there um quite concerned about whether or not she's going to name them or not name them or whether there's going to be follow-ups you know the authorities reckon they're going to get them all but i don't think they will which is disgusting but um she's going to take a fair bit to her grave i think uh, maybe the same way in which um old mate what's his face um epstein, epstein. <laughs> epstein went made it but if she yeah, doesn't I mean name names then she might she might see her days out in prison yeah, presumably, if she did name names, her uh, her time in prison would be exceedingly short. But who knows? Who knows? That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we've got there's all manner of uh, weird. Yeah, there's all manner of uh, strange news stories we've seen. Uh, yeah, over the or just over the festive period. Yeah, there's that interesting one about um, the guards uh, who were, uh, you know, the 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 folks who were guarding Epstein's cell. Uh, on the night that he tragically decided uh, to hang himself. Uh, it, the charges were dropped uh, like during the Gillen Maxwell trial uh, against those guys for being negligent and whatever, um, for allowing so well, for allowing for allowing him to kill himself, supposedly. <laughs> uh, so it, it has been, you know, there's been plenty of entertaining content uh, over the festive season to keep us occupied. Uh, I mean, we've had a, we've had a good run of it in that way, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's probably just the same old bonkers shit that happens all the time. And it's just same shit, different smell, right? Uh, mm. uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. what beer are we drinking today? That's a good question. Uh, I am still on Blockhead. So ah. I'm actually, I've managed to recuse myself from giving a rating this week once again because I'm, I'm having yet another Blockhead from Cheddar Ales. Uh, which is very, very fine indeed. Uh, what about yourself, Sam? Right. So the first one I've got is the Merck Lime Balance, 
which is a mango and lime hazy pale ale from the Magic Rock Brewing Company, uh, which is um, in, uh, uh, I don't know where it is. It says it's brewed and canned in the UK, but I don't know where Magic Rock actually exists. Oh no, here we go. Huddersfield. Willow Lane, Huddersfield. Magic Rock Brewing Co. Uh, Magic Lime, yeah. Mango and Lime, Hazy Pale L, 5% ABV. Um, it's okay. It's um, it's not like overly limey and it's not overly mango-y. Um, it's pretty easy to drink though. And at 5%, it's a good whack for a, what you'd probably classify as a session beer. Yeah, nothing to really, nothing really to uh, sing the praises of, but not, not undrinkable either. As most no, Magic are. Rock's a pretty solid brewery yeah. in my experience. Uh, been through quite a lot of their stuff over the years. Um, I must say, you know, Sam, 2022, like just in terms of my expectations for the year, mm. it does feel like, yeah, what do you think is going to actually happen this year? Tricky one. I would, I'm going to, I'm going to say that by the middle of the year, all restrictions are off. Everything. You reckon? Yeah. I'm going to say it. Dude, how can you say that when in Australia, it's just absurd right now? Like, do you really think in just six months, it'll be back to normal in Oz? Yeah, I think so. Really? I think, I think all you'll have to do is to just prove your vaccination status. That'll be it. Mm, well, it's a just quarantines. Like quarantines will be gone. And um, I, I, well, I, I, I say back to normal. I say, I say back to normal. Yeah, you just if, need to prove you're vaccinated. You just need to prove you your vaccination <laughs> status. Uh, and if you're unvaxxed, you're fucked. Um, yeah. Well, not which really. is shit. Like, don't get me wrong. That's shit. And that's not normal. But No, it's not normal. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? Fuck. I don't know. I don't know the answer to... What's, what's the answer to authoritarian regime? Um, <laughs> what... I mean, yeah, all right, you could get some guns and you can start shooting shit and blowing shit up. But, you know, I don't think I don't think my family is really going to benefit from that in any great way, shape or form. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what you do. You don't want to be compliant, but if you're not compliant, you fucking, you, your livelihood can be taken away from you and then you're fucked anyway and then they win anyway. So it's like, what do you do? You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Um, you resist as much as you can, but fuck, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't want maybe, to bend over and I'm... take it. I don't want to bend over and take it from the government, but at the same time, um, we kind of also have to, to a certain degree, bend over and take it. And we have done, well, since the day we fucking started paying taxes and all that sort of shit. So, this is another way of, another way. I don't of, know. Uh, I don't know. I, like some of that sounds like kind of a coping mechanism for it. I mean, it's you can be very defeatist with that kind of attitude and just say, "Oh well, the government wants us to do this, so we're just going to do this." And I don't think it has to be that way, you know. I mean, like, uh, generally speaking, for me, I think you don't need to engage with, I mean, there's all manner of forms of non-compliance, uh, right? But in general, I think if a country, if a government is going a very down a very specific, very authoritarian path, uh, and you really do want to hold on to your principles and not engage with it, you can just leave. The problem is, where in the world is not going down this path? That's um, kind of, I think, my point. Yeah, I think I think there are actually quite a few places out there. I think the authoritarianism and lockdowns are very well. Lockdowns certainly are a privilege for developed economies. Yeah, I don't think 
uh, it, for developed economies that have very very deep bond markets that can you know do you know where governments can just borrow boatloads of cash uh, out of the bond market in order to to uh, you know you know stem stem the pain of destroying your own economy for short periods of time or long periods of time even I think it is very much a, a first world problem uh, though some would call it of course a first world privilege. I don't think the you know the developing world. I don't think the uh, the um, you know the frontier markets out there have been able like they can't afford to do this kind of thing. I don't think they're interested in it either. So I would I would say if you don't if you don't want to comply, then you can leave, uh, yeah. and that's generally my 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 stance on it. The difficulty, um, the difficulty I I have, and and I guess every every situation, everyone's everyone's situation is different about what they can and can't do. If if let's say a company, a country like Australia, which is pretty fucked at the moment, uh, says that you cannot enter this country, regardless of if you're a citizen or not, unless you have been vaccinated, that leaves me with the option that I will, I may never see my family again mm. if I don't get vaccinated. So that kind of forces my hand, right? I mean, well, what, yeah, what but they could, they could leave and come and see you. Well, what if it's a bit vice versa, right? So what if the UK says yeah. the same thing, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, then, they're, then they're in the same boat. So I, there's there's an element of like, like I, I, haven't, I haven't had my booster shot um, because I, again, I don't necessarily understand why we need them. Um, <laughs> don't ask, Sam, don't ask. <laughs> um, but if it worked so well twice, why yeah. do you need it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, yeah. Sort of. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you. you, know, you you're know. sometimes you're left in an impossible situation, and and then you go and do something, and then you do it out of. I mean, look, we all act in our in self interest, to be honest. Um, and but you go and do something, and then someone will decry you're a conformist, and you're just giving in to the authoritarian regime. It's like, yeah, to you, uh, to me, I just would like to see my brother and father at some point again in my lifetime. So you know it's give and take on both sides of thing i think at the end of the day you just got to let people decide what they want and that's that's the problem with all of it really that i've always had is that it's imposed on everybody to do this if they'd have said just from the start look we think the best way for this to work is that everyone gets vaccinated more people probably would have would have i would have said i would suggest um but i don't know it's always tricky there's no right answer there's no wrong answer to any of this i suppose it's just a pretty fucked up situation all around I think I think there I think there is a right answer. I think the right answer is you, you let people do uh, you let people take responsibility of their own health. Yeah, that that's true. Yeah, that'd that be is my, true. my answer. We do seem to have gone down quite a uh, quite a sober, a very sober yeah, path of the conversation today. Happy Friday, Simon, today. <laughs> yeah, no, happy Friday. <laughs> I guess it's got, it's almost like we're we're trying dry January, except we're not. This is like a BBB if we were doing dry January. Except we're not even doing dry January. So oh, people do dry January, don't they? Do they still yeah, do that? Do you reckon these days? Do people still do oh, dry yeah, January? Oh yeah, yeah. I think some people do dry February. Um, I'm actually, I've, I've now committed to it. By the way, uh, I am uh, for Lent this year. I'm going to give up booze. Uh, I'm yeah, not going to give up. But Lent's a bit different, right? That, yeah, it is. It is. It is. But uh, you know, I will carry on with booze, booms, and busts. You will be the one drinking, though, Sam. I'm going <laughs> to find. Uh, I think I'm going to find some. Uh, exotic esoteric uh, chewing tobacco, which I can be reviewing on Triple B, and I will be, uh, you know, documenting week by week my alcohol withdrawal status, just as I was during uh, Lent this year. Well, so the non-alcoholic beverages are out of the question. 
No, not no, no. See, non-alcoholic beverages aren't actually non. Like it's such bullshit. Like, how can someone sell something that's not point five percent ABV is non-alcoholic? There right? are some that are not point naught though, aren't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but even then, even then, right? So, for example, when I have any booze, my ability to recall any booze at all, any booze, it can be just a sip. Mm. My ability to recall dates, uh, names. Uh, historical events, things like that, it immediately goes. And it's just one okay. sip. I don't need to be drunk or anything. It's just one sip. I don't need to finish a beer, one sip. And it's the same even with these really low ABV, supposedly non-alcoholic beers. So if I get that kind of effect, I can't be giving up booze if I'm still drinking those, right? Um, so yeah, it Lent is going to be really, is going to be, it's going so to be really So what funny. you're really saying is you're giving up your capacity to stop being able to provide information on certain key dates and events. Yeah, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to be uh, really really clever in these uh, in these six triple B episodes to come. But... You're going to go from one end of the bell curve to the other side of the bell curve. You're going to IQ 150 with um... as, long as, I'm, as long as I'm not a midwit in the middle. I don't. I, I want to be free from the tyranny of the mid curve. <laughs> then I'm okay. But funnily enough, Sam, it will be interesting if uh, giving up booze turns out this Lent turns out to be harder than giving up food uh, last year. I think that would be very amusing if that's how it turns out. Because I, I would suggest um, I would suggest the hardest thing this this Lent would be to give up NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well speaking of which, and um, we were talking about the you know Trump earlier on. Yeah. Uh, yo, Melania's NFTs oh, on Solana. Yeah. yeah. Big it's endorsement. Big, big yeah. endorsement. Are you bid? Are you bid? So I want to know the conversation. I want to know who had the conversation with Melania or the Don, probably not the Don. She probably has nothing to do with the Don at all. But who had the conversation with Melania uh, when, like, I'd love to meet the person that said to Melania Trump, you should do NFTs. And then not only that, but said, do you know what? If we're picking blockchains, let's pick Solana. I want to know. I want to know who did that. Someone did that. She didn't do that on her own. Let's be honest. There's no way she was like, "I'm going to do some NFTs on Solana." Fuck yeah! Somebody's seeded that shit. I would love to meet that person and find out who did that because mm. uh, it's quite it's quite the thing, right? Most people know about like the mainstream knows about NFTs by now um, because fucking mainstream media gets a hard on every time people sell something, um, right. but they typically only know nfts to exist on ethereum Solana's are very unknown to the, to most people let's be honest especially when it's someone like melania, it, yeah. like melania trump for christ's sake i don't know I like, oh well okay uh, devil's advocate here i think melania trump is actually very intelligent i think she she's a clever cookie i think she speaks like eight languages or something or it's at least five uh, and you know whenever she uh, she does speak uh, publicly she she comes off as very, uh, comes across as very lucid that said it's still not the it's still not the person you would imagine would be all clued up on what's going on in crypto right no. um so in terms of who well she's got loads of fashion friends so presumably and there are loads of celebrities and there's some kind of collabs that we've seen take place with fashion and with uh, NFTs, I mean, the fact that was it Nike or something that was trying that was trying to do uh, NFTs recently? Well, um, Adidas is doing metaverse shit with right. Sandbox, but that's Ethereum. Um, Nike bought an NFT company that was making NFT shoes, but I'm pretty sure that's Ethereum as well. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
Well, a lot of the music industry seems to be leaning towards Tezos as their blockchain for NFTs. There's that big um, one-of platform which has been developed by Quincy Jones and has done like Doja Cat NFTs and and a whole bunch of shit, Alesso and some other some other big name music stuff. Um, uh, some some big sports sports seem to be using Ethereum. Formula One's a mix of Ethereum and Tezos. I mean, Solana so certainly is, has a thriving is your NFT question mostly Is your question mostly about where, why Solana or why NFTs then? Why Solana? That's 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 really, the, that's the thing. I found that to be the most, I would have 100% said, if someone said Melania Trump's doing NFTs, I'm like, oh, cool, she's probably going to fucking sell them on OpenSea with Ethereum or something. The fact mm. that they chose Solana, I was like, whoa, okay, well, this is, because, you know. Yeah. It, it betrays, it betrays some, the influence of whoever got, gave her the idea well um, it, because, it feels to me that whoever whoever told whoever managed to convince her to put it on solana is holding a fucking big bag of solana <laughs> yeah 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 it's uh, sam bankman freed he's uh, he's actually top mates top mates Would be, you know maybe he met her at like a fucking miami heat game or something like that no i'll tell you what um yeah no it was it was it's actually the other way around uh melania trump met vitalik buterin and was like I'm not having anything to do. I'm not going near this shit. (laughs) That's my theory. That's my theory. Yeah, that's that's probably a good theory. Have you seen? I I don't know if you've seen the the other one. uh, Arguably as big as, if not maybe bigger than Melania's NFTs is Ozzy Osbourne is doing has done a collab. That was collab. Crypto bats. Crypto bats. Man, the the video of Ozzy Osbourne making nfts that was cringe wasn't that was it? boomer wasn't was it something boomer. else with the with the narrative by sharon uh yeah, Oswald. Yeah. i mean i am not a bid i i gotta admit i did ask the question I, when i was writing exponential investor last week or was it no it might have been one of my other services i was writing is uh is aussie and melania uh our top signal this time around and I, I said probably not, but then the fucking market tanked over the weekend. So I was like, actually, maybe they were. <laughs> yeah, maybe but, peak Aussie. Yeah, it's it. Oh man, like thing thing is, there've been so many of these. Okay, American football players getting into NFTs. Get well, getting into crypto big time yeah. in early 2021. Mm. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, did he not even tweet about that recently? About Tom Brady, him being the top signal, and him saying it wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. He said it was a. It was one of the. There was a whole red flag thing. So everyone's saying, you know, if someone does this, then that's a red flag, and he just spammed the red flag emoji. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and then he just posted, Tom Brady was, you know, Tom Brady was the top of crypto, uh, or Tom Brady uh, partnering with FTX was the top in of crypto red flags. Um, <laughs> but then you know. Now the market's tanked, so maybe his tweet was in fact the top. But I this thing of looking for top signals, um, yeah. I just don't think I've said this for for over a year now, but I just don't think it works anymore. No, because it doesn't. It's too big. Allows, it, it just allows people to be. Everyone is crazy, but yeah, the, the internet allows everyone to see when everyone is crazy, and that means that uh, you could see a top what what would originally have been see it thought of as a top signal if it made the news back in the day uh you can see every day so it, w- it would normally be only extreme things would make the news 
uh, or extreme things uh, that are going on that you you know that are out of the ordinary that you would notice even if you weren't involved in it. Yeah. Uh, whereas now you can see all of that all of the time on social media, and as a result, it 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 just doesn't work as a top signal. So. Well, it's yeah, like I, you know all the top signals from 2017. They weren't top signals because four years later, we were past all that top. So. Well, well, no, I think, I, I think <laughs> in terms of you could have traded that and made a boatload of money. So I mean, there was a you know, inter <laughs> the the fucking Litecoin epoch top, the Charlie Lee Litecoin top signal. I mean, that was yes. as blatant as they come. Great one. That Here's a guy great. that fucking developed and founded this very crypto. He just sold everything. It was a what, four hundred million or something. I don't know. It was every. He it was like just came out. And just like, I've sold all my Litecoin holdings, and everyone's like, "Oh, um, to the moon!" It's like, "Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa!" No. Hi guys, just to let you know, I just pulled the rug. Uh, but you know, I'm going to keep working on this, so no worries. Is Litecoin higher than it was back then? Just did did Charlie wreck himself? <laughs> Funnily enough, I believe Litecoin is adopting Taproot soon. Um, so I do you know what we, I, I'm fascinated by Litecoin right it's still it's the tw- it's number 25 right it, it used to be like number two it was yeah, Bitcoin yeah, Litecoin silver. Silver to yeah. Gold, yeah. and and it was it was it was huge and uh okay so it's not no it it, hey, it, it bested it's it did uh, 2017 peak it yeah. did best its 27 peak in in a in April um no May last year um it's not now but um, what was I going to say? So, um, oh, who was it? There was a there was a big payments company or something, or a big banking company that decided they're going to start um, start allowing crypto. And so they list off like the five five crypto that they're going to start allowing people to like store or, or whatever or hold or trade with the, the company. Really big. I can't I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll, I'll try and dig it up for maybe next week's podcast but they list out they're like bitcoin ethereum bitcoin cash litecoin and like tether and i'm like what the fuck are bitcoin cash and litecoin still doing it's like it's like they're the default crypto that people just go oh yeah i'm just gonna do that like i think it was i think paypal as well they're just like all right we're gonna do bitcoin ethereum bitcoin cash uh litecoin it's like they're stuck in 2017. It is exactly that. So every time I see it, I think that exact thought. Mm. Yeah, and I don't like get it. I don't understand it. Or something. I just don't understand uh, it. Yeah. Well, I, I just looked at the coin market cap page, and they've got the Binance Smart Chain contract for Litecoin. Is there a? Is there a? Um, what? Is there a bridge? Has Litecoin got a bridge to BSC? I guess it must. Probably. It's funny, like I don't understand Litecoin's adopting Taproot in the near future, but I always thought Litecoin was the test net for Bitcoin, and so should that was kind of the original idea behind it, right? Maybe that's changed. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, who uses Litecoin? There are a few very engaged Twitter accounts which are very much into promoting Litecoin. Um, it's pretty nuts, 9.2 billion dollar market cap. yeah, that's yeah. That's like I do weird. wonder about the whole idea of. I mean, I still think market cap is. Yeah, it's no, no, no. It's not market cap and it's poor phrase and dominance is. Yeah, market cap and dominance are these are very flimsy. I've been thinking about this a lot. Dominance is ridiculous. We, 
it's dominance doesn't have to be ridiculous if we actually had a good metric for measuring liquidity. So the reason I don't think uh, so, we're, so for everyone listening, because we just jumped through so many different hurdles. So we're talking about the dominance within the crypto space of one cryptocurrency over the over the other. So people uh, talk about Bitcoin dominance and then altcoin dominance. So Bitcoin relative to all the other cryptos out there. So generally, generally in, a, in a bear market, or from what we've seen, I mean, Bitcoin's, Bitcoin's only 13 years old now. Uh, mm-hmm. In a bear market, altcoins get completely wrecked uh, and Bitcoin gets wrecked too, but it doesn't get wrecked so badly. And as a result, Bitcoin becomes very, very dominant uh, in terms of its market cap. You know, it's priced multiplied by the number of t- total tokens relative to all the other tokens, their price multiply- multiplied by the number, number of tokens. Um, and I, I believe in the moment, like what well, Bitcoin dominance, if you measure it in this way, is like 40% or yeah. around 40% of the total crypto market <clears throat> cap. Problem is, problem is with this yeah. is that the liquidity of so many altcoins is totally is so illiquid. Yeah, uh, they shouldn't even be included in the calculation of, mm-hmm. uh, of being. So, for example, um, you know, if you if we just minted, so say for example, uh, we had a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. And then we've got a million dollars worth of, well, not even Litecoin, because Litecoin will, must be pretty liquid. I mean, we've got $1.3 billion in 24-hour volume here, which is crazy relative to uh, the overwhelming majority of cryptocurrencies out there. So say we get something really, really small. And uh, we've got a million dollars of Bitcoin. We've got a million dollars of this random altcoin. We'll call it uh, you know, BBB coin, right? And just say we buy a million dollars of BBB coin. It's only got, say, a $50 million market cap, and the volume is only like $100,000. This is going to completely wreck this market. It's just going to be an enormous green candle, and it's going to go way up. Meanwhile, we try and buy a million dollars of Bitcoin, and we can do it, no problem, with very little price impact if we buy at the right time during the day. And yet, we're comparing these things together as though they're the same. And they're just completely not. So I think if you adjusted for liquidity, and so Bitcoin is obviously very liquid, and all the altcoins, or not all of them, but many of them are very illiquid. And then you uh, and you adjust that you adjusted it for that. So we took the amount of trading that was taking place with all of these cryptocurrencies, uh, and we adjusted for it. I think what you'd find is that Bitcoin and Tether, especially Tether, uh, I think Tether would have maybe even the best liquidity, maybe not the biggest market cap, but it would have a enormous amount of dominance. Yeah, relative tether's liquidity is the tesla's uh tesla tether's 24-hour volume uh is the same as bitcoin's 24-hour volume so it is very very liquid yeah yeah so i think if we looked at the the dominance so we're looking at crypto dominance i think it's tether and it's bitcoin uh are like just nuke everything else that would yeah. be my assumption my but mind. we don't actually have a proper model for doing this so when we're talking about like bitcoin dominance and crypto dominance <clears throat> so which which of these cryptos is beating the others? Which is is the the foremost one? Uh, we don't actually have a, a proper measuring stick for. We don't know what we're looking at. We're just looking at numbers, but the numbers aren't uh, relative to each other. It's like we we're, we've got a a ruler that's made of elastic, and we're just stretching it around and saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah this is like this is ten inches. Uh, when you know somebody's stretching it out to a meter, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. And the other thing is as well is that Bitcoin's dominance is almost going to always head lower and and ultimately bitcoin's dominance will probably be superseded by everything else just because of the sheer weight of numbers of cryptocurrencies that are released 
um, you know, and 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 have well have a theoretical market cap. Um, you know, I remember I remember when I used to write about crypto and I was astonished that the number of crypto that existed had gone from, you know, a hundred or so to like 400, um, you know, coin market cap at the moment tracks 16 and a half thousand different cryptos. <laughs> I mean, that, That's crazy. That, so, so just through sheer weight of numbers, dominance in, in that sense, of course, Bitcoin's dominance is going to head lower. Uh, if, you know, if there's a, you know, if but you we are assuming, we are assuming that the recent recent past will prevent will persist into the future of course the bitcoin maximalist comes in here sam and says no 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 when everyone gets wrecked on their altcoin plays <laughs> that's when you know the the church of bitcoin will welcome them in with open arms it's so funny because like altcoins have been around since fucking 2012 uh-huh. so bitcoin, altcoins have been around for a decade um, and there's like, oh, all, all you know, all, yeah, some altcoins are going to get wrecked, but altcoins aren't going to disappear. They'll always be yeah, well, new altcoins forever well, and a know, day. So, so, well, there, there was once upon a time, there was somebody who bought Theranos at IPO and was like, yo, Theranos is being, you know, it's going to, it's going to be here forever. It's publicly listed now. You know, it's got, it's, uh, it was a private company for a long time. Now it's gone public. And, you know, Theranos existed for several years. And they said, yo, this has been around for several years. It's going to be around in the future. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Got right. you're, you're picking one. You're picking one. You could say that about Litecoin. Litecoin's gonna could disappear, but mm. if you're picking, if you're if you're talking about all altcoins, that's effectively like saying, yeah, yeah, Apple's gonna be the biggest company in the world, and every other company in the world is just gonna get wrecked. Yeah. Apple maximalists are like every other company is gonna go to zero. I mean, like, how fucking stupid do you have to be about that? I'm all, like Bitcoin maximalists, go for it, go champs. But I mean, come we on. Need we, we Apple <laughs> yeah. we need to start the church of Apple maximalism. We need to start the church of Apple maximalism. What are you talking company. about? Start the church. The, the fucking church of Apple maximalism has been around since the fucking Macintosh. No, 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 no. No, but as in, do, every, do you not remember no, the, the aggressively? The, the, aggressively attacking every other you, listed company you, in existence do you not remember the apple fucking pc ibm ads that they used to do mm-hmm. that's yeah that, i remember that i remember that but like, as in like as in attacking apple maximalism that are completely unrelated so ibm's BP, going to zero no bp is going to zero why because apple is a better company it's like tesla maximalists ford's going to zero like, mm. all right champ Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goldman Sachs is going to is going to zero. Why? Because Apple is a better company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, BHP and Rio are going to zero. Why? Because you can't destroy the Earth forever. I was like, okay, dickhead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got. I. I mean, I. I do. I do. You know, good on people for having a passion. Um, but seriously, sort your shit out. <laughs> okay, Sam. I think you need to take a take a uh, uh, a page out of the One Thousand and One Beers book. Ah, and give yes. Us a random beer. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. We, we we gonna alter, should we alternate weeks? Should we do the One Thousand and One Beers, and then um, the because I, I quite also enjoyed the um, oh, recently yeah, the listed tokens segment as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we can do recently listed if you'd like this week, and then we can do the uh, the beers. Yeah. Let's week. let's let's do that. I mean, we've been talking about. Uh, I'm just putting the book back on the shelf. We've been talking about crypto a little bit um, 
for the last little while. So yeah, I, yeah. let's let's do one from the uh, recently listed. Cause I quite, All I right, quite here like we it. go. Easy, easy. I'm 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 pogging the first one. Here we are. Okay. Oh, Sam, uh, do you want to buy some Doge whiskey? Oh, I thought I knew you were gonna say that, man. That's up like three hundred percent in twenty four hours. What the fuck? Yeah, here we are. Five hundred thousand dollars worth of volume on Binance naturally, as all oh, great shit coins must be. And uh, it's got a nice, nice icon. So we've got a nice whiskey bottle with a whiskey glass, and we've got the nice Shiba Inu on there. Mm. Um, so down fourteen percent on the hour at this point in time. Uh, and Sam, you can buy one Doge whiskey. Oh, oh, I love, don't you love it when the ticker is the same as the name? <laughs> I know, <So> right? <laughs> it just completely destroys the point of having a ticker. Oh, that's a lot. The of Doge stuff. whiskey, the ticker for it for everyone listening, is also called Doge whiskey, and they have not used an e in whiskey, which is very offensive. I mean, this is um, this is blasphemy, really. This unless this has been minted in Scotland, which it hasn't, because it's uh, been minted on Finance Smart Chain. It cannot be called whiskey. It's with, been without minted in Asia, hasn't it? Hmm. So here we are. Uh, but Sam, I mean, you, you, it's up 300%. I know. It makes me want to buy some. And you can buy one what? for merely <gasps> not, point, not, 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 eight, three, six, seven dollars Wow. Are you sold or are you sold? I was, I was somewhat mesmerized by just you repeating the word not. <laughs> yeah, it just sounded like I was on a loop, huh? It sounded like you were on a loop. That was really good. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, are you buying or what? Are you bid? You think that entitles me at some point to a a Doge to a whiskey NFT, perhaps? Because that <laughs> oh, might maybe. convince me. That might convince me otherwise. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, come on, your turn. Oh, there's so many to choose from. Um, I there's one one has caught. There's two that have caught my eye. Um. I'm going to go with the first one that caught my eye because it's it's quite something else. The the other one that did catch my eye was was baby shitcoin, um, but I'm going to pass on that because I'm going to talk to you about one that is astonishing. Th- this 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 hasn't got a fancy name. This this doesn't promise the world of NFTs. Doesn't promise Doges or Inus. There's no x's there's nothing sophisticated about the name but this is the biggest crypto project you've never heard of and will never hear of again it's got a fully diluted market cap of 85 hang on i just got you got to get 85 billion dollars okay now just just hold that thought for a minute because at $85 billion, that makes it more valuable than the entire circulating supply of Tether. In fact, this is the third biggest cryptocurrency in the world at $85 billion. The trading volume over the last 24 hours, though, get this right. And this is why this is such an opportunity, guys. $67,000. This $85 billion crypto project has done $67,000 worth of trading. No one knows about it. It's, it's, it's right there for the taking. It's the stealth crypto. It's called Swirl, S-W-I-R-L. And like Doge Whiskey, the ticker is the name uh, of the company, Swirl with the Swirl token. 
it's 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 not cheap though. It's thirty cents. Wow. Oh man. Wow. This is this in, is for this I was is a in, big. But no, mate. I this is the big the swing and dicks only. All right. So just just step thirty back. cents. Thirty what, you cents. I made of money. The fuck. What is this? What is this? I'm gonna be able to afford like five of these things. Well, I mean, Sam, I mean, I'm here for the early projects, okay? I, I'm here as a speculator in for them early projects. I want them, them VC prices on my tokens, okay? You're telling me this project already has a market cap of $86 billion and you're trying to shill me it. It's what, wow. what, what do you take me for? I'm not looking for the next Bitcoin, mate. But that's I'm what looking, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm trying to say is that the upside here must be immense, right? Because no one knows about it. So wait till the FOMO kicks in. Wait till they learn about how big Swirl is and how much bigger it could get. Like imagine, imagine Swirl a hundred dollars. Oh, what? What? I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be like what? <laughs> so how many trillion is Swirl going to be at that point? So right. So everything's at some point. At some point, there's crypto are going to get to a trillion dollar um, market cap. And I, gen- I actually genuinely mean that. Is that we will see, like we see on the stock market, we will see crypto projects uh, with uh, market capitalization, circulating values of a trillion dollars. I've said it here. It might not happen. In I, I, mate, Sam, surely that's happened already. Somebody's gamed market, fully diluted market cap. Ah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's probably gamed the market, but in a legitimate sense, I, I expect that Bitcoin will be the first. I, I probably expect that Ethereum will, will be there at some point. I mean, realistically, they weren't that far away. If, when Ethereum was like at four, four and a half thousand, yeah, you only needed to go up another hundred percent. Then you were talking about a trillion market cap. Bitcoin, even right now, I think maybe I think Bitcoin did go over a trillion, didn't it? There'll be others. Uh, yes, it did. It did There'll yeah. be others. I mean, it, it, you, when the deflation, the, the, the devaluation of the fucking fiat money, US dollar, almost guarantees that at some point we're going to see more trillion dollar stocks and more trillion dollar fucking crypto. So, well, I mean, when we were speaking of Apple maximalism early, uh, earlier, I mean, arguably the Apple maximalists, uh, you know, they're, they're triumphing. I mean, they're, they're celebrating at the moment. I mean, Apple's what $3 trillion market cap now. Yeah. I had a look at that, you know, so I was actually read about this the other day. It's like Apple at 3 trillion market cap actually isn't that crazy. Believe it or not. Bro. What? Yeah, no, I know shit. Right. Considering how much fucking money they make and the profits that they actually do generate. Um, okay, it's still trading at a pretty high uh, multiple, uh, earnings multiple, but it's not like fucking Tesla eye-watering multiples. Like it's, I think it's they're trading at only like a 30x um, earnings multiple or something like that, which is, it, it is still historically a lot. Don't get me which wrong. Which is elevated, yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's not something it's, crazy it's, like Shopify. It's, or it's, not, like it's, it's not insane, right? And if you think about it, right? So- we in inflationary um, environments, the cost of Apple products is not going to decrease, right? I mean, if you if you jump onto the Apple um, Apple online shop and you spec up the the uh, a Mac a Mac Pro, their their high their highest end computer, and you spec it up with as much RAM, uh, graphics cards, storage, all the things that you can do. You top out at just under fifty-five thousand pounds for the for the top of the line Mac Pro that you can buy, fifty-five grand. Now, granted, not everyone's buying a fifty-five grand Mac Pro, but some people are. New new top of the range iPhone 13, 1500 pounds. Um, when when the iPhone was first released, it, the top the top end model of that was like four hundred and something pounds. 
Now, okay, yeah, very different in terms of technology, but we're still talking about at the time, the very top end of those products. And so if you're talking about it in that sense, which is how you should compare them, um, you know, we're talking about almost like 250, 300% inflation over the last, uh, what, 13 years or something like that, 14 years. You know, so Apple, Apple reflects that Apple has great price inflation in their products. Um, and they will continue to do that. And people will continue to pay because of the cult of Apple, kind of a bit like the cult of Tesla. And so I can, Apple's just going to keep making a shit ton of cash as far as I'm concerned. So, you know, mm. at 3 billion, uh, 3 billion, 3 trillion, it, it sounds crazy, but fuck 1500 pounds for a fucking top end phone is crazy too, right? But not to some people. I guess it comes down to whether or not you think someone, uh, the demand will remain so high in future. Uh, for Apple. So that's whether or not the brand still has the magnetism and whether or not the consumer still has the money to pay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, all things remaining the same, I, I can imagine that. But yeah, it's a it, it's crazy to think that if we just zoom back maybe 20 years, the idea of a trillion dollar company was uh, completely... Um, yeah. Well, we've uh, had this discussion many times. The idea of yeah, uh, yeah. A, a fucking unicorn was wild. A billion was wild. Yeah, then a trillion was wild. Now a trillion is not so wild. And now you're telling me that three trillion ain't actually that ain't actually that crazy, huh? With well, with 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 them specifically, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Mm, yeah. Anyway, Sam, I mean, uh, yeah, you're not selling me on swirl. I'm not buying. <laughs> too big. Sorry. Too big to fail, though, right? Maybe. Too big no? to yes. fail. Too big fail. Maybe too big not to fail. Is it? I can't remember yeah. how it goes. Too big not to fail. I can't remember. Too big. To, TBTF. Too big to fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's. Uh, yeah, That's a, a shitcoin pitch for the day. <laughs> that is our shitcoin pitch of the week. Yeah, yeah. For episode 69, no less. Um, yeah, let's be, well, here we are. Our first episode of the year, Sam. I've got to say, it's been, been more of a sobering one than, than usual, which That's is maybe something. fitting, That's considering uh, we're post-festive season, right? The, the Doge whiskey lifted me out of the slump. Mm, yeah, you're, uh, yeah, the hair of the dog, huh? Um. <laughs> But no, we shall be back again next week with episode 70. It does seem crazy that we're on. Uh, you know, it's been, we've been doing this for quite a long time now, Sam. But yeah, yeah was it we'll mid-2020 we started, wasn't it? It was indeed. It was indeed. Yeah, we'll soon be able to do our uh, you know, second anniversary episode at some point. Oh. And to the Happy five day. people that continue to listen, uh, thanks for being on this journey <laughs> with us. <laughs> Thank you, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Uh, we shall be back, of course, next week with another episode of Booze, Booms and Busts. So before we get there, Sam, you do need to rate your beer. Oh, yeah. I have, yeah. uh, I've just, uh, I've gone through my blockhead pretty fast, uh, but I've not rated it because, of course, we can't, we can't rate things which, uh, you know, we are, we are biased, biased because, of course, we're involved in the creation of blockhead. Uh, but Sam, uh, give us, give us your rate for that Magic Rock brew. Uh, yeah, so the Merc Lime, uh, Merc Lime Balance, Mango and Lime Hazy Pale Ale, I'm giving that an A+. Um, I also neglected to mention that the second beer I was drinking is called Grapevine, which is a pale ale, a 5.4% pale ale from the Fallen uh, Brewing Company, which is based in Kippen in Stirlingshire. Oh, nice. I don't know where that is. Oh, it's no Sterling, funny enough. I don't know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it's uh, if you're driving down from Aberdeen and you're getting into England, you'll uh, you may end up going near Sterling. Okay, uh, so it's uh, up up that away. 
Fair enough. Um, but that was actually so. I um, Fallen Bruco, uh, Grapevine, Pale Ale. Uh, I actually quite enjoyed that. That was a that was a quite a little nice little follow up, uh, off the back of the um, Merkline Balance. The Merkline Balance was very good, and A plus is a very good rating. But I really enjoyed the Grapevine. Actually, um, uh, haven't quite finished it yet, but I very very much uh, enjoyed that one. I'm going to give that one a B plus. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to fill up on some some new brews. I have been very much enjoying the blockhead, of course. Uh, the nice matured blockhead. It does age very well indeed. But uh, yeah, like Melania Trump. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, we shall be back next week with episode seventy of mm. Booms and Busts, and we'll see you then. Hope you're having a very good 2022. Hope everything's going well and as you expected it would this year. Uh, we shall be back, of course, to discuss what, what goes wrong, uh, as I've no doubt all manner of things shall. But until then, have a good one and cheers. Have a good weekend.